0: The healthcare sector is among industries with the most complex and sensitive supply chains. So what can healthcare entities do to better prepare against cybersecurity risks posed by their third-party suppliers? I'm Marianne kolbisak mcgee Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Darren Villanueva, Senior Vice President at Trinity Health, Darren co-chaired a Health Sector Coordinating Council task group that produced a new toolkit for the sector called Health Industry Cybersecurity Supply Chain Risk Management Guide to help healthcare sector entities better navigate the cybersecurity risks posed by third-party suppliers. So Darren, for starters, what are some of the key supply chain cybersecurity risk challenges facing the healthcare sector that this new guide spotlights?
1: In order to understand it, I'm going to kind of give you a little background, and then I'll walk right into that. So historically, cybersecurity has heavily relied upon information technology teams to address cybersecurity for the enterprise as a whole. You fast forward today, cybersecurity needs are all around us, and we'll take all team members to help improve security posture of healthcare. The newness standards for supply chain third-party risks illustrate the importance and the need to expand the team to support cybersecurity. All members of the organization have a part in the security, hygiene, and mitigation of cybersecurity threats. Now, with that said, some of the key challenges are lack of cybersecurity maturity, variance in awareness, especially amongst all members of an organization, or from organization to organization. Variance also is in specialized resource availability, so obviously Larger-scaled organizations have more resources, smaller organizations have less. So the size of the organization is important, and equally important is how rapidly evolving the challenges in the environment are developing. Small to medium-sized organizations have some of the steepest challenges and learning curves as it relates to improving their security posture because most of them have a limited resource capability, and most often some don't even have a program around cybersecurity just because of their size. The interdependency between providers, suppliers, manufacturers, sub- subcontractors for network access and data exchange continues to grow. So whether it's small, medium, or large, you know, this, this interdependency is just growing within healthcare, if you will. So the need for all interdependent organizations to work together to improve and mitigate the threat opportunities is one of the highest priorities. The toolkit released by HSCC is designed to jumpstart and accelerate quickly to vastly improve cybersecurity programs for the medium to small organization. It aids leaders in the foundational and what I'd call increasing steps to maturity. It outlines in layman's terms, and it's very important is that, you know, when we look at cybersecurity, there is a lot of technical analogies and acronyms that go with it. This here breaks all that down and puts it in layman's terms so that basically anybody can understand it that's in the healthcare environment, whether you're a small or mid-sized organization. The importance for the organization is how to use and leverage their supply chain as a gatekeeper to identify and mitigate third-party risk and provide tools, templates, and resources to build their security program. So, again, the toolkit is something that helps, you know, these small to mid-sized organizations really get a jump start in how to accelerate and catch up on a maturity level that they would see normally in their larger size of peer groups from an organization standpoint.
0: So, Darren, with that said, what sorts of supply chain vendors, third parties often pose the highest security risk for healthcare entities and why?
1: Well, what we see, and I say this in a general term in healthcare, is that a new entrance to the marketplace small to mid-sized suppliers and manufacturers, as well as small to mid-sized providers, all of these have similar challenges, limited resources, limited talent, limited awareness to the variety of cybersecurity threats in the environment. Most in this broad category have limited programs and often do not get into the third-party risk as their focus of their organization. Often, they have limited documented policy and procedures, therefore often reacting to issues or events more than proactively addressing them. For the new or small size or small to mid-size, often their focus is on delivering their core products and or services, and cybersecurity is more brought to the forefront by larger organizations that they're interacting with as a result of you know val- what I'd call validation, if you will, from the larger organizations to the smaller organization to ensure that the data that they're exchanging between the two of them is truly safe.
0: So now, Darren, what about suppliers that don't handle protected health information and are not considered business associates under HIPAA, but still present potential cybersecurity risks? What sorts of vendors might fall under that in the healthcare arena that sometimes get overlooked? And what about the suppliers of suppliers, the subcontractors, and those third parties or fourth parties? What are the potential cyber risks there?
1: Well, this question is a really good question. It really gets at the heart of the reason why HSCC released the guide. For example, recently in the news, a large supplier in the healthcare market who performs diagnostic tests recently had a breach with its subcontractors. That affected patient data from multiple healthcare providers across the United States. So the importance of this guide is that it helps organizations really address those multiple relationships that are layered down in order for them to provide a service. You know, these types of events when, you know, in this case, this large supplier in the marketplace for diagnostic testing, it really illustrates why we need to understand our relationships, not only with our, what we call our primary suppliers or our tier one suppliers, but helping us understand what risks we have in our tier two and tier three suppliers, the subcontractors that you mentioned prior.
0: So now, Darren, you mentioned that the guide is particularly helpful for the smaller and mid-sized entities that might have slimmer resources. But how might a larger healthcare entity also benefit from this guide?
1: Well, larger manufacturers, suppliers, and healthcare providers have an advantage of scale and resources, kind of right out of the gate, if you will. But even with that advantage, healthcare has a lot of variation. So even amongst the larger providers, the larger manufacturers and suppliers, in healthcare as a whole, we're all kind of playing catch-up to a certain degree. Now, some are farther ahead than others, but when you compare us to other industries, such as the financial industry, we're all pretty much behind compared to where they're at. So, yes, the intention of the guide was towards the smaller to mid-sized organizations. However, based on the release of March 2018 of the new SC1 through SC5 standards under NIST, there is value in the content, the tools, and the resources for every organization regardless of size.
0: And Darren, how do you envision that healthcare sector entities will use this guide to help them deal with some of these challenges that we were talking about?
1: So this guide helps by educating and creating awareness of the SC1 through SC3 NIST standards. The SC4 and SC5 NIST standard, which is all part of the supply chain NIST standards, will be released in the fall of 2021. It's a deliverable that we are still working on. But to answer your question, for SC1 through SC3, these new standards were released again in March of 2018 with a focus on supply chain, which is new for NIST. Our intent was to impact the biggest levers in healthcare by focusing on the majority the small to mid-sized organization supply chain leaders. These leaders, in concert with their security team, have a great opportunity to substantially improve their organization's security program, thus improving the overall posture of healthcare. By engaging the supply chain leader and making them aware of their part in the security team, they can effectively be the gatekeeper to mitigating risk in acquisition of products and services. So it's a really important gatekeeping function that we haven't leveraged before in the past effectively. In addition, it will help supply chain professionals improve their due diligence for security prior to the acquisition and how to manage the existing portfolio of suppliers currently contracted, so those contractors that are, you know, basically either they're tier one, tier two, or tier three, if you will, there is an ongoing data exchange that happens between them at all differing levels, if you will, and they have different access to our networks. We need to basically give, and that's what we've done to the HSCC tool, is the ability to risk and then prioritize the suppliers that they're doing business with so that they can engage with those suppliers that represent their your, what we'd call their potential highest risk and then continue to work through the list based on you know what they feel is appropriate for their organization. I think one of the most important things that's really coming out of the FC1 through FC5 standards is that it's really starting to connect basically the IT team or the enterprise security team with supply chain. And it's it's done in such a way that it, it it's creating the right environment for the two teams to work together and establish a third-party program, working closely together in a continuously improving fashion to, again, improve the security posture of their respective organization. A, a different way of saying it is that basically for supply chain and IT, as it relates to these SC1 through SC5 standards, this is kind of their new norm.
0: And Darren, finally, your organization is a larger organization, has 92 hospitals from what I understand. Are there any particular supply chain issues that you're dealing with that are high priority right now? I know you oversee technology sourcing and shared services at your organization. Anything at the top of your list looking ahead for next year?
1: You know, probably the thing that Trinity Health is working on, as well as many other large organizations, it's around the acquisition of medical equipment. Medical equipment has always been looked upon as more on the, the technology side of it and how it applies on the clinical side. The cybersecurity front, as highlighted in many other news articles, is you know, it's a cybersecurity vulnerability. I will give some praise to some of the larger manufacturers. They are rapidly addressing the issue, but it is still probably one of our top priorities as with any of the organizations that are within healthcare. And that's how do you provide a more secure environment for those medical devices that are so critical to the mission.
0: Thanks, Darren. I've been speaking to Darren via Villanueva. I'm Marianne kolbusak mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.